talk them anytime you want at your virtue restaurant. Welcome back, humans. We are now on our second virtue. But before I go into that virtue, I want to recap again what we did in the last episode when we talked about charity. I wanted to read a little background on why I said that charity begins by loving God. Here's what God says to Catherine. After the soul has come to know herself, she finds humility and hatred for her selfish, sensual passion. Recognizing the perverse law that is bound up in her members and is always fighting against the spirit. So she rises up with hatred and contempt for that sensuality and crushes it firmly under the foot of reason. And through all the blessings she has received from me, she discovers within her very self the breath of my goodness. She humbly attributes to me her discovery of this self-knowledge because she knows that my grace has drawn her from darkness and carried her into the light of true knowledge having come to know my goodness the soul loves it both with and without intermediary i mean she loves it without the intermediary of herself or her own advantage but she does have as intermediary that virtue which is conceived through love of me for she sees that she cannot be pleasing or acceptable to me except by conceiving hatred of sin and love of virtue So God explains to Catherine that this self-knowledge, once you reach it, once you become aware of the fact that you are sinful and that you are selfish and self-centered and all that stuff, once you come to realize that, you are humbled and you recognize that God is the one who is most important. And you begin to hate sin. And you begin to realize how good God has been to you And you need to make up for that. You need to repay that. You you recognize that you need to start practicing virtue. That's the only way you're going to get out of this. So that's why he says that uh, love for him is the root of then charity. Love for others. and, And true love of self, not selfish love. So our foundation then, before we ever start practicing virtue, is just recognizing ourselves to be what we are. We're sinners. We're sinners. We're stuck in a hole that we can't get out of without the help of God. So once you recognize that, and you recognize that God has been immensely good to you in this situation, even though you've been just, I don't know, stuck in a crap hole, you could say, <laughs> even though you've been stuck there, God has continued to love you. And you say, like, like the, the story of the prodigal son, you know, where he's wanting to eat what the pigs eat, you know, and then he comes to his senses, it says, and he realizes that he is so much better than this, and he can do so much better than this. It's like that. You recognize the situation you are in, you come to your senses, you realize what a crapshoot your life has been. And you say to yourself, I can do better than this. And you see how good God has been to you, even in this situation. And so you turn toward him. You hate sin and you want to practice virtue. So that's the root of it. Then you begin to love God. And you begin to love him for his goodness. Not just because 
you get some nice things for him, but you love him because he just is good. He is lovable. And that is where you start charity. You start loving him. You start recognizing the necessity of virtue. And then that sends you on your merry little way. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully it does. Because, as as I said last week, God says to us that because there are people that have what you need, you can't escape the exercise of charity. However, if you don't actually will to practice charity, it's not going to be a virtue for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're not going to, to benefit from it. You can't escape it. You have to do it because you have to go to other people because you don't have everything you need. But it's not going to benefit you unless you're willingly practicing the virtue. So that's our recap. Now, this week, we are going to look at courage. Our next C, virtue. And we look in the index. We find index of the dialogue. Where is courage? Do, 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 do. Courage, courage, courage. You know, I just had it here. Now I lost it. We're going to take a break. Going to improvise. We're going to take an ad break while I find where courage is. And we'll be right back. Okay, now we're back. I found my courage. I had lost my courage. I was like cowardly lion. I found it now. So, in the beginning of the prologue of the dialogue, the prologue of the dialogue, at the beginning of that thing, you know, those long words with the og. Okay, we're starting with courage. And God says, It is true, then, that the soul is united to God through love's affection. Now this soul's will was to know and follow truth more courageously. So she addressed four petitions to the Most High and Eternal Father, holding up her desire for herself first of all, for she knew that she could be of no service to her neighbors in teaching or example or prayer without first doing herself the service of attaining and possessing virtue. So that's Catherine speaking. That's not, that's not God speaking. That's Catherine speaking. Catherine is explaining that the reason why she even started this dialogue with God was because she wanted to follow truth more courageously. And so she asked God all these questions. She knew her need for virtue, and she wanted to attain it, and she knew she had to ask God for it. But that fits well with what we're doing here, what I just said before our break, how I recapped that Charity begins with a recognizing our need for God, recognizing how good God has been to us, then we want to love him, we want to grow in virtue. Catherine is in this situation. Catherine has now recognized her need for virtue, her need to love God more and to follow truth more courageously. Now we'll skip ahead to where she talks about courage again. Okay. So, in the dialogue we read, the willing desire to suffer every pain and hardship, even to the point of death, for the salvation of souls, is very pleasing to me. So this is God speaking. The more you bear, the more you show your love for me. In loving me, you come to know more of my truth. And the more you know, the more intolerable pain and sorrow you will feel when I am offended. 
You asked for suffering, and you asked me to punish you for the sins of others. What you were not aware of was that you were, in effect, asking for love and light and knowledge of the truth. For I have already told you that suffering and sorrow increase in proportion to love. When love grows, so does sorrow. So I say to you, ask and it shall be given to you. I will not say no to anyone who asks in truth. Consider that the soul's love in divine charity is so joined with perfect patience that she cannot leave without the other. The soul, therefore, who chooses to love me must also choose to suffer for me anything at all that I give her. Patience is not proved except in suffering, and patience is one with charity, as has been said. Endure courageously, then. Otherwise, you will not show yourself to be, nor will you be, faithful spouses and children of my truth. Nor will you show that your delight is in my honor and in the salvation of souls. So with courage, Catherine is basically starting with the desire to suffer. Catherine desired to suffer for God, and she asked to be able to to uh, bring about the salvation of others by suffering for them. And so God answers this by saying that the, the most harsh suffering you're going to experience is when you love another person. It's not when you <laughs> go and... and endure some torture, some some self-inflicted or other-inflicted torture, and, and allow yourself to, I don't know, have your head cut off by a sword or something like that. Okay, that's suffering, but God says the most perfect and the most painful suffering you're going to experience is love for others. He says, what you were not aware of was that you were, in effect, asking for love and light and knowledge of the truth. When you asked to suffer... You really asked for love and light and knowledge of truth. And he says, when love grows, so does sorrow. Why? Because you see a person you love being offended or being hurt by another person and it hurts you. He says specifically about himself, when you see someone offending me by sinning, it's going to hurt you. And again, to recap... God is offended by sin because it's damaging to that person and it's damaging to his relationship with that person. You know, God's not offended by sin because you're somehow taking something away from him. He's offended by sin because it damages you and it makes it hard for you to be in relationship with him. So God says when when you love him and you love your neighbor, then it's going to hurt. It's going to cause sorrow. It's going to cause suffering when you watch other people sinning. Other people damaging their relationship with God. So when you asked for courage to suffer for, for love of me and for the salvation of your fellow people, what you really asked for was love. That's what God says to her. So again, we can't get away from charity. Like God said, charity is the first virtue that gives life to all other virtues. But let's continue on. See where else she talks about it. See if we can find anything else about this. Hmm. Go to page 39. Here we go. Then consider the virtue of steadfast courage. It is tested when you have to suffer much from people's insults and slanders, which you would like to drag, which would like to drag you away from the way and teaching of the truth, either by abuse or flattery. 
But if you have conceived the virtue of courage within you, you will always be strong and constant, and you will prove your courage externally through your neighbors. If, on the other hand, your virtue could not give solid proof of itself when tried by all these contrary things, then it could not be grounded in truth. So again, God is saying that your virtue is proven through others. And courage, courage is tested when you are insulted and slandered. They would like to drag you away from the way and teaching of truth, either by abuse or flattery. So this is persecution. When someone would like to drag you away from God by abusing you and insulting you and spreading lies about you, courage is purified by that. Courage is perfected by that. Because if you continue on believing in God, no matter how much these other people make fun of you or make up lies about you, that's courage. You are following truth courageously. That's one example. See, quick, we'll find another one. Skip ahead. Page 42. It's courage is in here all over the place. Let's see. Oh, this page. What I want is many works of patient and courageous endurance and of the other virtues I have described to you, interior virtues that are all active in bearing the fruit of grace. Actions based on any other principle I would consider a mere shouting of words, for these are finite works, and I, who am infinite, insist upon infinite works. That is infinitely desirous love. I want works of penance and other bodily practices to be undertaken as means, not as your chief goal. By making them your chief goal, you would be giving me a finite thing, like a word that comes out of the mouth and then ceases to exist. So God is saying to Catherine, when you are practicing uh, penances, what God would really like is patient and courageous endurance. Uh, he quotes here, he says, um, Such are the fruits of action that I ask of the soul. The virtue should prove itself in response to need. This is what I told you long ago. If you remember when you wanted to do great penance for me, you said, What can I do to suffer for you? And in your mind I answered, I am one who is pleased by few words and many works. I wanted to show you that I am not much pleased with one who simply shouts, Lord, Lord, I would like to do something for you nor with one who wishes to kill the body with great penances without slaying the selfish will. So God is explaining to Catherine that it's not really what he wants. He doesn't want you to just take on all these penances of wearing a hair shirt and whipping yourself and all that other kind of stuff. Those aren't really pleasing to God. What's pleasing to God is when you kill your selfish will. When you go out of yourself and do something for another person simply because it's the right thing to do, it is a good thing, it is a need they have, that is pleasing to God. When you do these things with patience and courage, that's pleasing to him. So that's how you grow in courage. You grow in courage by enduring something that is necessary for them. 
Not by saying, oh, I'm gonna do some really great and big uh, penance. I'm gonna hang myself upside down from my toenails and then, then I will gain favor with God. No, that's not what God wants. God says few words and many works. Patient and courageous endurance and of the other virtues I have described to you. Interior virtues that are all active in bearing the fruit of grace. Interior virtues, he says. Hmm. So, that courage of loving somebody who doesn't love you, continuing on practicing your faith even when you've been slandered, those are the penances God wants. Because those kill the selfish will. The selfish will of worrying about what other people think about me, the selfish will of making sure that people like me, the selfish will of making sure that I fit in, courageously enduring the killing of that, the, the loss of that, making it so that people don't like you. That's what the God desires. That's the kind of sacrifice and penance that God truly desires. Because it kills your selfishness. So we'll stop there. We have done courage and charity. We have seen how the two are connected. And next week, in our next episode, we will look at faith. Oh, I forgot to mention our menu. You'll see this in the title of the episode. Our menu title for courage is the warrior's platter. You'll see that in the title. So just wanted to mention that. These cute little names. I wanted to make it fun. So you want to be a warrior for Christ? You want courage? Kill your selfish will. Kill it. That's what needs to die. So, back to what I was saying. Next week, we're going to look at faith. Our next virtue for next week will be faith. Okay? So again, I hope that you tune in for that. And I hope that if you are enjoying this, please share it with anyone else you know needs to hear it or will enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. Y'all come back now, you hear?